All right. Good evening, everyone. Uh, welcome you uh, to this uh, Sunday edition on Hope for Our Times. And uh, just so glad to have you along with us uh, tonight. We're going to have uh, a great time. A real uh, got a special guest that's uh, going to be joining us. Uh, Pastor Tom had asked uh, if I would fill in for him uh, today. And uh, just thankful uh, for the opportunity uh, to do so and to uh, be a blessing to him. And I pray a blessing to you uh, as well. And and so uh, today, um, it's uh, the anniversary, I guess, if you want to call it, of uh, 9-11. And I couldn't think of really anyone better uh, to ask on than Monkey. So, uh, Monkey, are you there to join us? I am, brother. Thank you. Shalom. Good to see you. Uh, man, amen. Shalom. Great to see you as well. How are you doing today? Fantastic. This is... Uh... Uh, anytime we get closer to this anniversary, the the world kind of has to pause and just take a look around us and just uh, kind of remember the the events that took shape and and how how it got us to where we are today. So I'm really excited about this show. This is going to be kind of cool discussion. Uh, it's it's one of the first ones I've had around 9/11. Uh, so this is this is going to be really cool. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And, uh, you know, I know this is, uh, this is such a hard day for, uh, for a number of people. The, the memories, I mean, I'm, you got the, we all have those memories. You know, we woke up to, uh, to a phone call telling us, turn on the TV now. And, you know, we were standing there in our living room in shock, uh, couldn't believe yeah. what we were seeing. And I mean, it was just like, it was so surreal that was taking place. You know, you go outside for, I don't even remember how long it was now, whatever days or whatnot, and no airplanes are even flying. And I mean, in Las Vegas, I mean, this is uh, the airport here in Las Vegas. It's one of the busiest airports, you know, I mean, did not have airplanes in the sky. It was, it was crazy. I mean, just everything uh, was just uh, turned upside down. More people were coming to the churches and uh, uh, and then they settle into a, a kind of a new normal and things kind of go back to, to what they were. But I mean, what memories you have. Yeah, no, exactly. I, I, so I was in Atlanta when that took place. And of course, Hartsfield is a, is a massive airport. Uh, and, uh, I, I just remember, you know, driving into work and listening to, uh, the reports of air, aircraft flying into one of the buildings. And at first how they thought it was a Cessna. And then somebody came back and said it was a commercial airliner. And there was so much, uh, kind of that fog of war where people were, uh, you know, just a lot of misinformation and, and, and just kind of, trying to, to figure out real time what was going on. And then we had that second aircraft flying to the building. And, uh, and I think that was when it was the, the reality of what had just taken place and what was going on in the United States at that point. And it was, uh, very surreal. And, uh, you could, you could almost feel the evil in the air. It was just such a, such a strange and odd, uh, morning. And it's something that just kind of sticks and scars in your memory, uh, of that kind of event. And, it, and it, what I, I found compelling was just the fact that how how quickly Americans just bonded and came together and, and everything went away, all, you know, all race and everything. I mean, people were just focused in on our country, the love for our country. And uh, it, it was just it was an amazing time um, in, in, in two very different, bold ways. One, it kind of opened Pandora's box for all the events to take shape. Uh, almost leading up to where we are today, but at the same time, it just showed you how united we are as a country uh, when we're under uh, distress like that, you know? Right, very true. And I mean, and, and thank goodness, you know, uh, 
I mean, there are a number of people that came to the Lord, uh, even as a result yeah. of that, you know, trying times, difficult times, uh, whether it be times of persecution, whether it be times of just difficult times, it causes people to, to kind of look up and, you know, what's going on? What does it mean? And they start uh, looking for answers, or maybe they were on the fence before and they, they'll make their way into, uh, into churches. And, um, and, you know, a number of them came to the Lord uh, as a result of that. In fact, the studies yeah. show that the, uh, I guess it's the majority of people that do end up coming to the Lord don't come to the Lord in, the, in some perceived, I'll say, high point uh, in their life, but they tend to come to the Lord when, you know, they're, they're down on their luck, so to speak, you know, and that's yeah. when they really begin to, uh, to question life, you know. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, uh, yeah, anytime times are good, you, you know, people kind of forget about, uh, about the relationship with God, but as soon as things start to get bad, uh, you know, it's that, uh, it's kind of that gut check where you, you, people go, Oh, I, I better get, I better get right. You know? And it's a shame that we're, you know, that we react like that or we, we, you know, our behavior is that way. But, um, but you know, at the end of the day, uh, every knee shall bow. And so we're, we're, uh, people need to keep, keep that in their mind. And, and with the events that are going on around the world right now, I mean, this is, it's all about faith over fear. We, we've got to really just make sure that we are, uh, every single day focused on God, because that's really what's going to get us through it. Uh, that's that's absolutely key. And and you know what? Even just an encouragement even out there to those that are watching to not only just look to the Lord during the, the rough times, but uh, maybe even more so to look to him during the perceived good times. Um, you know what I'm saying? To be those those yeah. times, those opportunities that we build up on those resources, so to speak, in our walk and in our relationship with the Lord, so that knowing, because you know, tough times come, right? Yeah, knowing when those tough times come, we are maybe more prepared for it, more uh, ready for it. We're not going into those tough times from a standpoint of weakness, but perhaps from more of a standpoint of strength, that we don't do yeah. what we see historically uh, in the Old Testament with the nation of Israel during the good times, uh, they, you know, start walking away from God and, and going after, uh, you know, false gods and other nations and, and you know, all of those things. And then they, and then what does the Lord do? He brings judgment upon them to, to wake them up, but to utilize the good times or the better times so that yeah. when the more difficult times come, um, we have, uh, we're, we're just starting off from a, a stronger position, you know? Yeah, hundred percent. You know, that's the thing that we need to to be strong in, in the word, be be uh, well versed. You know, and these are the times that we should be given thanks. So we're blessed to be here. We're hand chosen, hand picked by by God for this very time. And and this is not. You know, if you are strong in in your walk, when times like that happen, you're not the one that's seeking guidance. You're you're actually providing guidance and helping mm -hmm. people through that journey. Uh, and and you know getting kind of refocused and recentered on on God and his word. So, yeah, I agree with you 100%. Amen. Amen. Very well said. Very well said. So, well, wow, let's talk. I mean, you know, I mean, the world's in a in a pickle right now. Uh, I yeah. mean, so many things are are going on. You know, I was reading this article uh, and this uh, this is a life cycles of empires. And this goes back to um, 
July of 2011, you know, and it uh, says a number of things in here and says for years uh, after the collapse of the Soviet Union in 91, uh, which going all the way back then, I remember telling people back then, uh, hey, it's not going to last. You know, that bear is going to rear its ugly head again. No, no, no. It's the end of it. Well, you know, look what's happening. But since the collapse of the Soviet Union in 91, America seemingly towered over the world as a great giant economically, culturally, militarily. But now for nearly a decade since the terrorist attacks uh, of September 11th, and remember this was written um, in 2011, uh, its armed services have uh, clashed with the forces of Islamic extremism, terrorism uh, in Afghanistan, uh, Iraq, and elsewhere uh, in the world. And remember, this was written now 11 years ago. It says if that weren't bad enough, the worldwide economic crisis <laughs> has laid the uh, has has laid the country low with high unemployment. Uh, immense federal government deficit, rising inflation, uh, and uh, depressed home values. Well, right now our values are, are starting to go down, but uh, it's it's like what goes around comes around, you know. Yeah, for sure. It uh, certainly feels like we're we're uh, repeating history. Um, all of those things, you know, those are all elements that even you go back to World War II, World War One. These are all the same elements that kind of trigger everything. As we go forward, I find it interesting the fact that the four horsemen are also those same elements, you know, and uh, as we as we kind of if you peer into the book of Revelation and you watch the things that are going on around the world, you can see how we have in very small steps all the way through history gotten us to the point where you can see that beast system is going to come online uh, and it's going to be seamless because all the technology and everything that's available today. And so and part part of that is just the sheer fact that. If you go back to 9-11, you look up the biggest uh, area that we gave up was our freedom. And a lot of folks don't even recognize that. Right. I mean, it, you don't think about uh, the Patriot Act that was that was put into play. Right. And from that point on, it's just been slippery slope. We've been uh, you know, it's big brother. You know, <laughs> it, it's pretty crazy to watch it unfold. But, yeah, I'm with you. It's it's uh, these are definitely times that we we've, we've got to be very cognizant of what's going on, you know. Right. Very vigilant. Uh, do you want to talk for a moment about the, the Patriot Act? Maybe just to, as a reminder, I know people, yeah. uh, we, we all quickly forget, uh, you know, uh, why don't you remind everyone about what the Patriot Act, yeah. Patriot Act well, is and what it what it's doing? Yeah. So that, that Patriot, Act, ba- Patriot Act was actually uh, pushed into play from, from G.W. Bush after 9-11, and it basically gave up a t- tremendous amount of freedom. It allowed the government to start really watching its citizens closely, and they've basically taken that 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 foundation and just expanded upon it. Uh, it's it's grown over time. Uh, since 9-11, we've had things that came online like Facebook, like Instagram, like, uh, you know, Google. We've got uh, uh, all these different mass surveillance tools that have been uh, implemented uh, and they've been utilized to basically gather and capture data on, on citizens around the world. Uh, but the U.S. has really have, has led that effort through DARPA, right? DARPA is a uh, defense company, um, and it's it's one that runs a lot of different programs from black black uh, uh, black programs, which are programs that are off the books that many people don't know about. Right? Um, uh, they they go unchecked, uh, and the funding is not regulated where other programs are. Right? Most programs will get a bucket of money, and you go try and come up with a solution. But DARPA, they're the ones that founded Facebook. Uh, uh, LinkedIn, YouTube, Google, uh, Instagram, Twitter, 
all of these social tools um, that we now have at our fingertips all into one nice, you know, clean little device. Uh, uh, and, uh, and that's kind of how the Patriot Act has, has ex expanded into the mass surveillance tool uh, through that, where they've, they've been able to take uh, those tools and now manipulate the data and, and monitor and watch us as, <laughs> as the, you know, in the masses. And it's not just the U.S. Those same tools have been given to, to countries all around the world. And so everybody's doing it now. So, all right, mass surveillance. I mean, you get in your car, you drive to uh, any intersection, at least here in Las Vegas, and there's cameras everywhere. You know, everywhere. There's cameras in the stores. That, well, I mean, our church has cameras all over it too, I guess. So, yeah. I mean, there's just cameras yeah. everywhere. You're being watched. You know, your TV. You're watching the TV, and guess what? On many of your TVs, your TV is watching you. Hundred <laughs> percent. It's yes. crazy. You know, and now you got to, some of these. I've seen some of these refrigerators in Lowe's. You know, and it's got uh, these screens on there. You can put your family pictures on the digital screens on your uh, uh, refrigerator and all this. I just wonder what are the refrigerators watching even I, I don't know you right. know it's you got every you know so many people have uh alexa uh i don't uh, for me personally mm -hmm. i just think it's creepy uh but yes that's just that's just my opinion i don't want anything else listening in on uh, whatever yeah. but like i've said before uh we still know that our devices uh listen our, our our phones listen and so i'm always saying hey jesus is lord so there you go you know <laughs> yeah, it'll start arguing with you one day. It's uh, it's simply amazing. And you're, you're spot on with the fact that everything is listening to us. Our phones, you've got Siri, you get into your car, uh, you hit a little button and it's a voice command and, and you tell your car what you're looking for to call so-and-so. Um, but there's, it's not just the voice recognition stuff. It's face recognition. It's your fingerprint. Uh, it's, uh, you know, all of the, the bio aspects of it where you're, you know, it's, it's looking at retinal scans. Right. We've given them all of those tools. And what's really genius about what DARPA has done is uh, in order to create their ultimate platform and to gather that data, they go out and they basically create the software tool for us to engage with, to get to their number of, of total compliance. And that is, for example, facial recognition. If you go back about uh, eight years, uh, I think it was about, 86 or 85 or 86% of the population uh, was actually uh, under the facial recognition system. So, uh, and it was all gathered uh, through the populace through, you know, you walk up to an ATM and you put your, your, your stuff in and it's got a camera on you or you get your driver's license done and it's got your photo and your face. Uh, and then you notice your phones went from being the fingerprint deal to the facial recognition piece. Right uh, now, you just hold it up and it recognizes you. Well, your fridge is going to be doing that same thing, and so you've got all of these different devices. Uh, and what what was smart about DARPA and how they created this is they they thought, well, you know what? Let's 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 make uh, one the phones do facial recognition, but two, let's pull in Instagram where everybody's holding up doing selfies, uh, and you're instantly getting everybody's picture, and then you're tagging them. And now, uh, just a perfect example: we were at the conference in California. I took a picture of the crowd. And when I held my phone up, uh, I had probably 50 or 60 little yellow boxes go around everybody's faces in that crowd mm. uh, just from my phone. And that's mm. because it was recognizing people in the crowd, you know, and if had I posted that to one of the social medias, it would have probably tagged everybody that was in that picture. 
Wow, that's yeah. that's crazy. That's crazy. And you know, when you when you talk about the Patriot Act, right? So so they they take uh, an emergency situation, or sometimes I'll say sometimes a perceived emergency, right? They'll yeah. use it either way, and and they'll do something. Hey, for your own good. Hey, big government, we are here for you. Uh, you know, yeah. big brother, we're, we we got your back. We're here to uh, protect you. You know, so for your yeah. protection, we're gonna take something away from you. Uh, <laughs> in order your to freedom. protect you and your freedom. Well, I mean, so uh, now after, you know, we're, we're well past uh, uh, 9-11 and everything, have they uh, gone back on the Patriot Act? And the answer is no, no they haven't. Because no. once we give up those freedoms, right? They and never, they back. never remind us. Okay, so remember that was just for that moment. Now we're in another moment. So now we'll we'll roll that back. It's kind of like when they roll uh, rise uh, uh, city or county taxes uh, for some yes. little building project, right? And we're gonna, you know, just a percentage of a point or whatever. And then after yes. that freeway is built or whatever is done, hey, do they ever then bring it back? Oh no, it's <laughs> they continue to keep it at that level and then the next project yeah. they say well we need more well you have it you finished the last project now you got those funds still coming in use it for that oh no 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 you know yeah 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 100 yeah that's exactly what happened with the patriot act is what what and the reason uh, they it went unchallenged is because we were everybody's like you do whatever you got to do to protect us right uh for to our government thinking that they were going to be the solution uh and then you go just Right after that, you go to Katrina and you look at what happened and you look at every other natural disaster. And the reality is the government isn't coming to save you. They're not coming to help you. You have a natural disaster. You are on your own. And uh, and they that's clearly evident through their actions. And so, yeah, you're spot on. It's uh, yeah, they roll out a tax. You never get that money back. Look at uh, the original tax uh, was put into play and it has done nothing but grow over the years. Right. Yes, I agree 100 <laughs> percent. Yep. 100%. Totally. Yeah, so it's it's just crazy. It's crazy what's going on. Um, all of this, it's, it's totally coming together. Um, and uh, we know it's not going to last uh, too long. The enemy's only got seven years. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Once this thing goes hot. He, uh, it, it, it really, this is the crazy piece to this, is that all of the elements that are needed to execute to Revelation 13 are already there. Uh, right. Everything is out there. The technologies, uh, it's just you need that conduit that pulls it all together uh, and, and into one clean little system. And, and we see government bids that are coming out that are very AI structured uh, that, that are actually doing that, that are going to pull together all of that stuff where you can uh, bundle, bundle the technology into one little, you know, sweet piece uh, that people are going to have, you know, think, oh, this is the best thing since sliced bread. But not right. recognizing that uh, that they are basically just one inch closer to the beast system that's coming. Uh, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Hey, what's your thoughts about these? Uh, you know, Voice of America is talking about these B-52s uh, flying over the Middle East. Uh, what's going on? Yeah. Uh, well, you'll see. That's that is a, a pretty good indicator we're getting ready to go to war. I, I, uh, if you notice too, um, we put B B-2s down in. Uh, uh, Australia, we've got uh, F-35s in Australia now. We've got uh, we're starting to put our bombers all over all around the world, pre-positioning, ready ready to go in. So, um, you know, it is right now. It's just a, it's almost like a command presence. You know, you throw the B-52 out there, and it lets people know. The Russians do the same thing. You know, they'll throw their 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 what they call the bear, 
uh, bomber uh, out there with with a couple fighter escorts and you know just to kind of uh, saber rattle. But but yeah, it's a it's a pretty good indicator that we are definitely on on the verge of going into what I think is going to be World War Three, um, just based on because uh, one of the things that I do do is I I I watch and I report on troop movements, like basically watching us preposition assets set up uh, forward, forward uh, bases and, you know, operating bases and things like that all around the world. And so you can see the tempo and the rhythm is, is on a severe uptick. Like every single day we're sending troops somewhere else around the world. And it's um, uh, it's, I don't see anything stepping down from that to where we go, Oh, it's okay. We're going <laughs> to, we're going into a period of peace. So we're going into what looks to be a very bloody uh, period of war coming for sure. It does. It does. And just for, for our viewers today, understand this, that when we're talking about World War III, and you might be like, well, okay, hey, if World War III uh, were to happen tomorrow, well, well, how can that be? I thought that uh, Armageddon, the Battle of Armageddon, is at the end of uh, that seven-year tribulation. That's true. There's nothing in the Word uh, that says that uh, you can or can't have a World War One, World War Two, uh, World War Three. Um, you know, the, the the big question is is what's going to happen between now and then, and especially between now and the and the start of the tribulation. And so, yeah. uh, the, you know, what uh, Monkey's talking about right there, uh, that has nothing to do with um, uh, the end of the tribulation and uh, the Battle of Armageddon. Right. Yeah. No, absolutely. This is more like wars and rumors of wars, right? This is the stuff right. that's all going to take place as we kind of get into uh, leading up to that tribulation period. There, We know there has to come a period of peace. Uh, and also, when you start talking about Armageddon, that's a very regionally focused uh, event that takes place, right? That is, uh, which is a good indicator that the Gentiles and everybody are gone and that uh, everybody's going to be focusing on Israel uh, including God. That's where all of his focus is going to shift over to Israel at that time. Um, and so the fact that it's so regionalized uh, and very detailed in, in terms of who's involved and how it's how it goes down. I mean, you're going to have blood up to the, the horse's bridles. It's right. uh, I, And you know what's crazy is I was reading uh, part of the context. I forget the, uh, the term of measurement uh, that is used uh, it's actually, a, a, I think it's a angel, an angel's measurement, uh, cubits or something. Right. But it's, mm -hmm. there is a, a, uh, a term that's used that measures how, how far and deep this, this blood in Armageddon is going to be. And it actually, if you, if you go in and measure Israel, it is actually end to end almost to the mile, uh, which is as staggering to think that somebody could actually give a measurement of Israel before that land really technically had borders. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's, it just goes to show you how, how spot on accurate Bible prophecy is. Oh, it's seriously. crazy. Seriously. Totally spot on. Yeah. Totally spot on. Yeah. And then when, you know, we're talking about the, the spreading of all of these, uh, you know, wars and rumors of, of wars and all these things, everything, yeah. you, know, you know, Greece or not Greece, uh, Turkey is threatening Greece right now. You know, yeah. you heard about that? Yeah. And Trying to uh, trying to actually do uh, they're, they're trying to bring the Ottoman Empire back, which is insane. Uh, but yeah, you've got Greece going up against them. You've got uh, India going against China, uh, which is right up on that border uh, near Nepal. Um, and then you've got uh, you know Taiwan and China. And you've got Russia, Ukraine, and you've got NATO and Russia. It's it's actually just uh, expanding. And every single day, if it's not some type of a a war rattle. 
then it's it's looking at government collapse, which is another thing that just is it blows you away. You take look at Boris Johnson, a guy just out of the blue quits, walks away, and then, oh, by the way, guess who his replacement is? It's a lady that is part of the World Economic Forum, you know, global leaders thing. It's, it's, you can't make this stuff up. It's absolutely insane uh, at, at all the events that are taking shape every single day. And it seems to be accelerating at breakneck speed. That's the crazy part. No kidding. Uh, no kidding. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. It, it, it's kind of like everything in the world changed, uh, you know, about two and a half years ago, you know, with the whole, you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, thing going around. And and since then, it, it's like, what on earth? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I've been looking at these things and studying these things since, I don't know, a long time now. And yeah. uh, and yet, for some reason, I'm I'm still flabbergasted by the rate that things have sped up, you know, and it just reminds me about uh, what the Lord had said, you know, that you know, frequency and intensity and all those things and the, the birth pangs of, you know, a woman in travail and you, and you know that she's about to give birth. Well, we know that um, what, what the world's about to give birth to here uh, pretty soon. And, and so, yeah. you know, like I, like I tell our, our congregation all the time is uh, there's got to be a lead up to the things that we actually read about taking place, yeah. whether we're reading in Daniel, we're reading in Revelation and Matthew, whatever, there has to be the lead up uh, to so yeah. much of this, you know? And, and yeah. I mean, I know you see it, it really is happening now. It, it really is happening. And, and I think there's a lot of folks, people that, that aren't focused on Bible prophecy. Now I know Tom's followers, your followers, you guys are, are pretty dialed in in terms of Bible prophecy. Uh, but there are a lot of churches out there that are not, you know, and that's almost a third of the Bible uh, that is being taught. And it's uh, it, it, those folks have to be looking around right now at the world thinking, wait a minute, I what this sounds a lot like the book of Revelation or this sounds a lot like Daniel, you know, the book of Daniel. It's it's uh, or Ezekiel or Joel or all the other, you know, prophetic books that are out there that that really talk about the events of the world that are going to take shape. And um you know, I, I think, uh, and I've heard James say this a couple of times, and you may have been the one that said this, uh, but it's like when you get to, uh, you know, you're getting close to Christmas when you get to July and and you see the Christmas stuff, all the decorations and the music out at Hobby Lobby, right? It's, right. it's you know, Christmas is right around the corner. And here we are, we're watching all these events take shape, uh, which is a big indicator that the rapture is imminent. I mean, it has to be given the events that are going on around the world right now, even with the talks of the third temple, um, and all of the elements that have just now started coming around that haven't been seen in 2000 years that man just all of a sudden stumbled upon like the blue snail. I mean, that's not something we right. can, you know, create and, and all of a sudden, Hey, here's all the blue snails. We want them back in our environment. No, that's, that's, that's the hand of God, you know, Hey, you're going to need this for the Sanhedrin vest, you know, and it's, it's elements like that, that are happening at breakneck speed every single day. Every time you open up your, your, your uh the news you know on your phone or whatever it may be it's it is bible prophecy unfolding right before our very eyes it's it's amazing it sure is and you know i think one of the one of the greatest things that's an indicator to us is when the lord said when you see all these things it's not just this happening here or that you know the 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 earthquakes or the this or that it's the convergence of all these things and that's really uh, i think for me um second to uh israel 
resettling there in the land and, and being rebirthed again, which is in fulfillment of a number of prophecies in the Old Testament, took place May of yeah. 1948, uh, then uh, getting Jerusalem and all, all of this. That, uh, you know, we call that the, the super sign. But for yeah. me personally, I think uh, the sign which is runner up to that is when you see all these things, you know, begin to happen or take place. And uh, I mean, good grief, we sure are, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like a, uh, like a cake recipe, right? You're, you're looking at your ingredients and you're just checking off the list. Yeah. I've got flour, I've got butter, I've got sugar, I've got, you know, all these different elements. And if you were to go through your Bible, you go, well, we got third temple stuff. We got third temple elements. We've got war stuff happening. We got economic collapse on the right. I mean, it's just one after another, after another, after another. And it's probably the biggest cake recipe I've ever seen in my life uh, in terms of all of the elements and ingredients that have to come together that man is not in control of. This is the God is the one making these available. Uh, and that's how, you know, this is, this is that we're in that time because this isn't something where, where man has pushed it and made it and forced it to happen. It's, it's, it's a God element, right? I mean, uh, like the, like I said, the blue snails, the red heifer, these things that are, that are just coming about from a temple perspective. Now I know we were, we were kind of off into the woods, on, on what we were discussing, but it's just a, it's a timing. Uh, it's a timing thing. And you have to look at the big picture uh, of all the things that are going on uh, in order to really get a good fair assessment. Right. I, I totally agree. And in fact, you know, uh, we talk about everything uh, happening at once. We, we see things going on with the financial institutions and, and the wars and civil unrest and, and all just everything. I was thinking about this this morning and, you know, here in Las Vegas, you know, we have all these, uh, big, you know, mega resorts and hotels and casinos and everything. And, and uh, over the course of time, they, they tear this one down to build the next, you know, $3 billion place or whatever. And, and they have, yeah. you know, those controlled demolitions. And, uh, you know, they've got their, their charges placed in just the right uh, uh, spots there so that it, it comes down and uh, falls in such a way. Uh, and, uh, you know, I was just thinking about that in light of the things that are going on in the world today. And I mean, either these these world leaders and these uh, powers that be, they're either that dumb uh, or yeah. it's a controlled demolition, um, yeah. which I kind of lean more towards uh, a, a yeah. controlled takedown of everything, because we also know that in the background of all of that, they want to rebuild the world, so to speak, through their, their you know, going green, their green God, so to speak, their globalist agenda, which again is also part of the World Economic Forum, globalism, uh, you know, we are the world, that kind of thing. And so th th all the power brokers and, and, and players and, 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 world leaders, they're all tied into that, including Zelensky uh, there yeah. in uh, the Ukraine. And, uh, and so they've already got a plan to basically rebuild or restructure uh, life or the world as we know it. And, uh, you know, well, we know that the Antichrist is, is ultimately going to do that, that very thing with his little sidekick, the false prophet. Yeah, 100%. And, uh, you know, you know, the two of them are, are they got to be somewhere around watching all this stuff come into play, because it's, uh, it's simply incredible. But you're right. Uh, but we go back to the to the getting rid of the freedoms thing. And this is that slippery slope, you look at the mass surveillance is taking shape. Right. Uh, well, you know, one of the things that I was showing uh, at, at the conference and something that I show in my sit reps on a regular basis, 
are the military intelligence balloons that are sitting 24-7 over the United States. And not just the United States, it's only one other country in the world that I've been able to find those exact balloons, and those are over Germany. Uh, the German Air Force also has five of those balloons sitting over Europe, and uh, and they're using those balloons to collect data on, on us, U.S. citizens. They say that they use it for, uh, you know, drug running and, and trying to capture, uh, you know, the bad guys coming in and out of the country, but then why would, you know, why is Germany doing the same thing, right? And, and um, but uh, uh, the, these are balloons that, by the way, sit at around 80 to 90,000 feet. They're way, way super high uh, and they are gathering 24 seven intelligence. And if you're as a civilian, and this is how the government gets around it, is if if you and I are just happen to be in the same vicinity as a bad guy, uh, we get caught up in that data collection, and then uh, they just they just store it. They may not necessarily go after every single citizen that's in that data collection, but they store the data, and they got these massive data centers. Uh, one I think is in Colorado, uh, but they've got them all around the U.S. Um, where they're actually collecting all the data on every citizen that's out there. That's how that B system is going to come into play and be so effective because they know right now more about you than you know about you, right? They, they know every little nuance that you, you know, <laughs> what time you wake up, what time you like to shop, uh, where you like to eat, who your friends are. Uh, and that's the other component that is very dangerous about the system that's come into play is it's not just mass surveillance, but uh, they also created 23andMe and Ancestry.com, which is a DNA collection, right? And so now they've got these massive databases uh, of, of DNA structures. And if you wanted to implement something that was a bioweapon or something into a society and target it against certain DNA structures, you could easily do that now uh, because they know your social circle and they know that, hey, if I introduce or in, induce a, a bioweapon into this particular circle, it's going to impact these amount of people and this is how far it's going to reach. They've, they've got all the AI algorithms and, and computer models that can generate the outcome of anything. And then they just basically figure out the right rhythm. And it, like I said, it's Department of Defense. It's a weapon, you know? Yeah, how incredibly wicked and evil is that? You know, and and we re remember the uh, photos that we saw, I think it was earlier this year of uh, Vladimir Putin sitting, a, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> at the end of that table, I was never seen a table so long in my life. You know, I mean, I don't know. That's in the Guinness Book of World Records. I don't know. But, uh, uh, you know, and maybe this is part of the thing, too. You know, yeah. I mean, of course, he knows, uh, you know, he's got uh, his intelligence advisors and those that, that keep him safe and guard him and and whatnot. And yeah. we, we know that he's rather paranoid and, uh, you know, a number of different things. But, um, yeah. Uh, it's yeah. just crazy the the technology that's available. It's interesting that you mentioned uh, Germany. Uh, by the way, with that, you know, Germany is an EU member, but Germany is also out of the entire uh, European Union. They are the financial powerhouse uh, yeah. of the European Union. A lot of some people don't know that, you know. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, <clears throat> well, and if you go back, you go back to our history. You go back to World War II. Uh, and that's when we brought in, you know, if you look at uh, Operation Paperclip, we brought in 1,600 German scientists into the U.S. Uh, and, and those 1,600 went to form DARPA, which is the one that's doing all the mass surveillance. Uh, and they formed NASA, uh, which is another one that people kind of go, hmm, what's going on there? Uh, and then, of course, a bunch of them went to the CIA and they stood up shop in the Ukraine, which is 
another data point that people uh, most common, uh, I mean, most people don't know that. Um, and if, if there's all kinds of history behind that, and that may be why we are so dedicated to uh, Ukraine and their existence, you know? Right, right. Yeah, there's the, uh, there's more the, than meets the eye here uh, in all yes. of this. And like I've said before, I mean, I, you know, I mean, it's a shame and don't don't uh, you know, those of you that are watching, don't misunderstand. I mean, uh, war is horrible. Um, and, and certainly it's, it's so sad, uh, what's taken place that uh, so many people, you know, the innocents that, uh, you know, uh, uh, so many have been displaced and, uh, uh, and yeah. killed and all of this and everything. And that's a horrible thing. Um, yeah, but at the government level, the, the powers that be, when we're talking about uh, Ukraine, when we're talking about Russia, they're both evil. Uh, there, there's evil yeah. behind both of those. They just have a different approach to the evil in which they are a part of. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, 100%. I mean, uh, every government body in the world right now is all in lockstep and every one of them are evil. I don't, I don't see any governments out there right now that I go, oh, they're good and their intentions are good. They all seem to be all marching to the same deal. And that's right. that if you go back to that World Economic Forum, you go to Vision 2030, uh, uh, every government around the world is, is ingrained and embedded in this and they're all marching to the same sheet of music, so to speak, uh, which goes to show you. You know, and what are they calling for? Uh, you go look at Klaus Schwab and what's he saying? Oh, uh, well, we need one leader for the entire world. Everybody needs to roll up to one leader. So this guy's pointing it. I mean, just like I said, straight out of your Bibles. And this is it's incredible. We know who that one world leader is going to be. And it's the Antichrist, right? Right, 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 right before. You know, it, it in the past, at least, things used to be more hidden. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, uh, but now uh, I say maybe at best hidden in plain sight, but I don't even know if it's even anything's even hidden at all anymore. They all come out and are are, are just saying things. And and I think maybe they're doing so because I, I really wonder who's listening. You know, yeah. uh, we know that a lot of the churches uh, aren't speaking about these things, like you said uh, earlier. And uh, that's one of the reasons why there's so many um, that have come and and are, are tuning in to these messages um, that we're giving yeah. and Tom and James and, 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 and Don Stewart and uh, Jim Markell and, uh, you know, Andy Woods and yeah. so many others. And they're, and they're tuning in because they're hearing things that they haven't heard before and they're like wow this is incredible because it's it's tying it all in it's it's giving some uh, you know what's the meaning of what's going on uh, you know yeah uh, just yeah absolutely incredible and that's because our 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 souls are a fine-tuned instrument to to god and god's word and that's where everybody you know we know at the end of the day uh you better be focused on him and and i, I think yeah. even people that that they can feel it in their gut, you know, the, that instinct that God has put into them that, hey, you know, well, if something's not right I, and I need to, you know, and it, that's what's driving a lot of the curiosity where people are like, man, I I felt like I, this was what was going on, but I wasn't 100 percent. And now I watch this stuff and it, it really uh, you've opened my eyes. And that's I think what I get a lot of feedback from folks that follow me is that as I. I show them the world events. I show them what's going on. I show them the symbolism and the things that are taking shape. They're like, wow, this is, 
uh, we're way further along than I expected. You know, there's uh, there's a quote that I I, uh, I I wrote down, and James and I talk about this every once in a while too. But there's three categories of people in the world: those who are afraid, those who don't know enough to be afraid, and those who know their Bibles. Mm-hmm. And uh, I like that. That that kind of sums up where everybody is today. It's uh, people that know their Bibles uh, know they they know where we are in in, in this whole uh, end time event scenario that's unfolding right before us. But people that don't, you know, they can sense it. They know it. They just are afraid to look and ask. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So true. So true. In fact, you know, I had just brought up something this morning um, from UNGA77. Uh, uh, Who are we? The UN Foundation is an independent charitable organization created to work closely with the United Nations to drive global progress or what they deem as progress. It's ultimately, ultimately it means control, uh, but to drive global progress and tackle urgent problems. And so, you know, they were saying, hey, uh, the 77th uh, UN General Assembly, which is about to take place uh, uh, September 13th uh, to the 27th as complex overlapping, listen to this, as complex overlapping crises unfold around the world, food insecurity is looming, humanitarianism or humanitarian needs are deepening, climate goals remain largely unmet. Uh, Yeah, we know where that's all going. Uh, Inequality is uh, worsening. All eyes will be on diplomacy's biggest moment at the need for unprecedented, urgent global cooperation as it becomes clearer by the day. And uh, they're saying that uh, uh, this um, uh, UNGA 77 will present an opportunity for world leaders to consider and debate how we can collectively solve the shared problems of our time, create a more sustainable, we keep on hearing that word, uh, and more just future for all. Yeah, I don't want any part of that. <laughs> no, I don't either. And uh, it's coming at us breakneck speed. And what's crazy, if you go look at uh, the Great Reset, you look at the the little spider chart that, that is inside that book and shows all the different elements that come into play for them to execute their plan, forced migration, uh, you know, governance failure, um, uh, shortages of food and water, and all these different criteria, economic collapse, uh, every single one of those, you know, if I go back six or seven months and I look at that exact same spider chart and I look at the world and I go, okay, what elements right now on this spider chart are taking shape? It was one element on there uh, and that was forced migration. Everything else was just kind of on the bubble, on the fringe. Uh, and if you go look at it again today, you're like, we're right in the mix. I and mean, you can go through and almost check every single one of the items on that uh, in terms of the world and, and the things that are going on that are just putting us right down that that path for this one world uh, government. Right, no kidding. And I mean, uh, again, they'll use, uh, um, whether it's an actual uh, global issue or a perceived issue or some issue that they're just gonna create out of thin air, uh, yes. that too. And uh, you know, again, as we talk about the Patriot Act and other things, they're spying on us, they're taking our freedoms away. Uh, the spying is getting worse. The intelligence uh, data collection uh, is continuing to uh, increase uh, and, and they don't give our freedoms back. And it's all a layered thing. And you know, I've, uh, I've said before, uh, you know, it's kind of like the uh, uh, proverbial 
lobster in the in the the hot pot there you know you you, you put it in that 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 hot uh, water you slowly turn it up you know and and uh, yeah. uh before you know it, uh, it it's a goner but it doesn't even realize what's what's going on until you know time uh time is up and and as we get one step closer what what normally happens well people learn to adjust or or readjust their lives you know we we do that whether it's a uh, a health issue and something changes in our health and so uh, maybe our mobility isn't the, what it was before so maybe we're uh, maybe you're using a cane or maybe you're walking slower or uh, you know a, a number of different things and so you readjust and so everyone is readjusting and then what happens is then they bring on the next thing and then they bring on the next thing and it's just this layered or this this uh, stepped approach towards exactly what we read about uh, in the word yeah amen to that spot on right Right. Yeah. In fact, uh, I'm sure you heard about this whole uh, civil unrest, the risk of civil unrest surging in more than uh, half of the world's countries. Uh, yeah, yeah. You, you can see it in, a, in, in the food shortages and the economic issues that are coming around. The fact that the governments are, are failing to form in many countries uh, is a pretty good indicator that we are on the brink of a, a, a level of unrest around the world that is unprecedented, uh, something we've probably not seen since probably you know, the 60s and 70s with uh, the Vietnam War. And uh, and that was just a U.S. thing. But um, this is global. Right. I mean, you right. go look at look at Sri Lanka uh, and that's almost like the, the test bed uh, for everything that's going on around the world. I mean, they basically it's an island, 22.4 million people on it. But they have they've run out of food. They run out of, of gas and fuel and uh, all the different things. And so now they're into survival mode. Uh, and you can see the unrest happening. You go down to, to pa Panama, Central America, you know, uh, Brazil, Venezuela, all of them around the world. Um, and, and don't even get me started on the, the continent of Africa. There's uh, I mean, they've had more coup attempts in the last 18 months in Africa than we've probably seen, you know, in, in 50 years in the world. It's it's just been one thing after another after another. Um, and we, we see it here. They're actually. Uh, if you go around to all of the the voting locations, they're talking about now in some of these major precincts that they're they're going to be putting up fencing and plexiglass and all kinds of different stuff to try and prevent uh, unrest uh, in those areas when when they start voting. So it's 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 incredible, and and you can see, uh, like I said, I don't see any indication that anything is is going to is reversing and going the other direction towards peace at this moment. Everything really seems to be escalating towards war and unrest and, and a very unstable world for sure. Yeah, I totally, I totally agree, you know, concerned about this, uh, uh, this upcoming election, what's going to go on uh, at that time and immediately uh, after that time as well. And what's happening is, is Americans are really beginning uh, to question, uh, you know, the, the voting process and, uh, and just a, a number of things that are, that are key to this country, our democracy, which part of the problem is, uh, is that we've turned into a democracy. Uh, we were uh, birthed as a republic. We yeah. um, uh, disintegrated, if you would, or whatever word you want to use, into a democracy. And I know uh, a, a lot of people, you know, maybe you don't have a, some people don't have a good understanding as to the problems of democracy is that, well, the, the people rule. And the problem is, is that the more ungodly uh, uh, the people become, then they're going to uh, vote 
for people to come into office who are going to be ungodly and to push those ungodly agendas. And before you know it, you have a total breakdown uh, of the country. And there's a, there's a number of stages. Uh, I know you know a number of stages that, that a country goes from, uh, from its birthing to what ends up being the disintegration uh, of a nation. Yeah. And we're at the, uh, you know, close to the very tail end of that uh, right now. And it's, I mean, it's just so concerning. Um, you got to remember that in uh, pre-World War II uh, Germany, uh, it was a democracy that uh, yeah. uh, brought about Adolf Hitler. Yeah. 100 uh, percent and and the Gestapo and all the other stuff that went along with it. And again, we're starting to see our own country emulate that very same model. I mean, you go back and look at uh, uh, look at how he came into power and what he did to his political opponents. And, and we're watching our own government do those very same things, uh, really calling out particular political bodies within our within our um, within our country's framework. Uh, and and making them basically the bad guys, right? We you know, label it as terrorists and a lot of other different things. Um, and then you take that same condition uh, and you look, go back and look at uh, Dachau, which is the very first concentration camp that was put uh, put in by Germany. It started out as a munitions factory. It got transferred into or, or changed over into an immigrant camp. Uh, but if you look at the United States and you look at our our forced immigration stuff, or look around the world at the forced immigration piece, what do you see popping up? Immigration camps everywhere. And uh, my last count was about 38 uh, in the United States, most of them on military installations uh, and these camps. Uh, so again, we, you go back, history is repeating itself. You've got uh, a government structure and a body that is starting to emulate that of Nazi Germany, uh, you know, uh, right before pre-World War II. And so uh, again, you know, the, there's a saying, if you forget your history, you're bound to repeat it. And I and I really see us really repeating history around the world. It's it's pretty crazy. Uh, right. And you I mean, you don't build something without without the intention of using it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, so yeah. um, whether we're talking about, uh, you know, the Satan missile uh, that they call yeah. it there in Russia, that thing is uh, man, that is one. Uh, wicked, uh, evil thing. And, you know, you had mentioned something that made me think about uh, uh, what is the Department of Homeland uh, uh, Security or uh, whatever yeah. they, they call themselves. And, and they got this whole uh, list of, of what they consider as uh, um, kind of terrorist red flags for them. And, uh, and one of them is the pro-life movement. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know. Think uh, about that. It's crazy. Yeah. The logic behind that uh, is absolutely insane, and uh, and it's not just that. It's it's Christians. If you believe in if you believe in God, oh, you're you're a threat. You're a threat. Uh, if you love this country, you're a threat. It's it's uh, they've taken the goodness of our country and they've basically flipped it right on its head. Right. And anything that's good is bad, and anything bad is good. It's just like Isaiah, you know. Uh, those that replace, you know, woe to those that replace sweet for bitter, bitter for sweet, or good for evil, evil for good. Right. It, it, we see it, and it's not just happening here; it's happening all around the world. But it's, but you're spot on. It, it is a, uh, it's that spirit of antichrist, man. You can, you can feel it uh, out there. It's, it's, it's bad, really bad. 
Yeah, it is. And I mean, and literally they're, they're flipping everything around. And, and, you know, unfortunately, you've got these uh, these kids in, in these schools and they're being fed this stuff for all of these hours a day. You know, they, maybe they've grown up uh, in a, a Christian household, perhaps uh, they, they're, you know, a, a part of a church or whatever. But hey, your time, their time with mom and dad is, is so yeah. small. Their time in church is so small. And then they're out there. Uh, you know, just getting all of this, uh, this stuff. And, uh, you know, they're rewriting the history books, Yeah, you know, before us. And I mean, history <laughs> is history. You can't go back and rewrite it, whether you agree with history or not, whether you like the things that have happened or, or, or you don't like the things that have happened, it's still a part of history and it's valuable to learn from those things. But what do they do? They want to go back. They want to, they want to change history. They want to take down monuments and, and, and statues and, and all this kind of stuff. And, and uh, they just want to rewrite everything. And you do that and you're certainly not going to learn uh, from history at all. You most yeah. certainly will repeat um, those, uh, those horrible things. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then when the generation is gone that that lived through it, uh, there's nobody to tell that story. Uh, and then you you do, you find yourself repeating history. And that's exactly where we are today. You're looking at all the elements, all the things that took place that started World War II, even go back to World War One, and they're right back. We're, we're doing it again. It's a rinse and repeat. Uh, and it's, um, it, unfortunately, it's necessary. And it just goes to show you just how how amazing our sovereign God is. The fact that he has uh, seen all of this coming. He's put uh, he put a plan into play uh, to save us, you know, and that's through his Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, and he took it all to the cross and, and the battle has already been won. And that's the thing we have to remember is that this isn't you, this isn't our fight. You and I, this is God's fight, you know, and, and we are here uh, on a mission yeah, because we've been handpicked, hand chosen for this very time, uh, and and it's up to us to move the needle and do His work, uh, you know, and ushering this uh, into into His second coming, which is going to be fantastic. I can't wait. Amen. Well, hey, uh, like it says, for uh, perhaps you've been, uh, you know, uh, called to the kingdom for such a time as this, right? Amen. I mean, hey, these are incredible times. Let's let's make the most of uh, of the moment here, and 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 I believe that that God has has placed all of uh, of us, uh, the viewers, and everything, uh, for such a time as this to be able to bring hope in this period of time. Because man, don't don't people need Need hope now. I mean, uh, I mean, it's yes. so sad. You know, I had shared the uh, the other day on Sunday. The um, I think it's the chief financial officer of uh, Bed Bath and Beyond, and he he jumped to his death. I think from a, a 18th floor there in in New York City, and it's just, it's so sad. You know, yeah. um, and we have uh, such a uh, it, it, what does the Lord call it? He calls it the Great Commission, right? But yeah. may it not be said that with any of us that it's the great omission because we were yeah. concerned about what people thought about us or uh, or whatever yeah. it may be. But the great commission and, uh, you know, to just give them the word, to give them the gospel and um, and praise God. I mean, it's a, it's an honor, isn't it? An honor to be an ambassador Indeed. of Christ, and uh, I I don't know I just uh, you know my my personal prayers is is Lord uh, just use me for what use me equip me for whatever it is uh, that you have for me uh, to do and and there's something for everyone I know I've gotten uh, some of the questions before some people have uh, you know chatted or commented or whatever well well but I'm a shut in 
you know, and, and how about me? You know, uh, what can yeah. what can God do with me? Oh, God can use you uh, so mightily. He can use you as a prayer warrior uh, right there yeah. uh, where you're at, man. Pray for these ministries and pastors and churches and and, and pray, man. I mean, uh, heaven and earth moves uh, as, yeah. as the result of, of of those prayers, you know, and I believe that that we're going to see that day when you know, when we go to be with the Lord and uh, he's going to make known to us things that that we didn't know before he said well i told you to pray uh, you know and guess yeah. look at what look at what happened you know as, exactly. as a result of of uh my moving on on behalf of my people so pray and some people that are uh, maybe homebound or uh or have mobility issues or whatever it may be hey some of you uh, you can uh, do ministry online there's just yeah. so many ways encouraging the brothers and sisters, you know. Um, yeah. But uh, but God can use uh, God can use uh, really any of us. Absolutely. Yeah. We and 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 uh, He can move mountains through us, man. There's no doubt about it. And it's just, uh, you know, this is a this is a time that we're going to be challenged. This is a time for us to rise up. This is this is your time to shine. I mean, He didn't bring us this far to aban to abandon us, right? And right. so. Uh, we just got to see it through and just remember that, that he is, he is your maker and he is the alpha and the omega and, and, uh, uh, you know, the, he bats a thousand. There's er, everything he said is going to happen is either happened or it's happening. And, uh, and we just need to wake up to it. And, uh, if you get into your Bible and you get closer into the word and, and learn about your maker, uh, you're going to find out pretty quickly that, uh, he has a, a great deal of love for us. And that, uh, you know, he, he wants us all to be successful and be with him for eternity. So uh, God is good, man. Amen, brother. <laughs> Amen. Well said. Hey, I just want to uh, um, uh, mention this scripture here in Deuteronomy 31, verse 6. It says, be strong and of good courage. Do not fear nor be afraid of them. For the Lord, your God, he is the one who goes with you, he will not leave you nor forsake you. Hey, I, I, same God, right? He changeth not. Yeah. He's the same That's God. Right. He, be of strong courage, church. Uh, be strong. Be of good courage. Don't fear. Don't be afraid of them, of that, whatever it may be. Hey, we have the fear of the Lord. He's the one that goes uh, before us. Uh, scripture says elsewhere that he is our, sh our shield and our buckler. You know, I've said uh, the shield is is for uh, that, that combat those flaming arrows that uh, that would come you know and and yeah. the that uh, army they they put up those shields you know uh, along the side and and in front and behind and then uh, uh, along the top as well for those flaming arrows to deflect that he's our shield when the enemy is far away but he's the buckler the buckler is kind of a, a small uh, like little mini shield it's for hand-to-hand -hand combat it's when the enemy is so close that you can smell his bad breath you know and the word of yeah. god says that he's our shield and our buckler uh, for whether that the enemy is far away attacking, launching an attack, whether he's just that close and he's right there, uh, he is yeah. our shield, he is our buckler, he is our defender, he will not leave you nor forsake you. Amen? Amen. 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 Well, uh, Monkey, this has been just, this has been fantastic. Um, just uh, such a blessing. Great talking with you uh, today. And uh, for everyone uh, to know, um, we will have there uh, 
uh, in the description section on the uh, on YouTube's on this video. In the description section right there, it'll have information of how you can um, uh, get in contact with uh, with my ministry, as well as how you can get in contact uh, with uh, what Monkey's doing as well. And so uh, you can check all of that out. But uh, Monkey, I have uh, some uh, uh, closing last words for us before we uh, head out today. Yeah, I just I just remind folks, like I said, God didn't bring you this far to abandon you. Uh, he has a plan for all of us. Uh, and just uh, remember faith over fear. Let's let's uh, uh, stay the course, man. Finish the race. We're, we're very close. Uh, and this is the time to get to get strong, not weak. Right. Amen. Amen. All right. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Uh, Monkey, it's been great. Uh, all of you uh, pray may you have just a just a wonderful, uh, wonderful week in the Lord. And uh, may the Lord just richly bless you. God bless. Thanks for listening and being a part of this week's podcast. Before you go, I'd like to invite you to visit our website, hopeforourtimes.com, and check out the many resources we have to offer. On our website, we have books, DVDs, and daily news articles that will always keep you up to date on the times we're living in. If you'd like to see the video version of this week's podcast, you can find us at Hope For Our Times on YouTube. God bless, and we'll talk to you next time.